You know the feeling about a white blank page if you're a writer. What do you call that with a voice? No sound waves? No feedback? What is it called? Well, you think that, of course, the sound is coming out. It's from my diaphragm. Is it coming from my heart? Is it coming from my mind? I know I want to say something. There's a message, a fundamental message I have to give after all, right? And there are moments like this, lots of moments. Of course, if you're a motivational speaker, you get a gig, you're scheduled to go on stage, on that day, at that time, for that number of hours, you can be absolutely sure that you have your speech planned out to the very pauses, laughter, eye contact, smiles, sadness, jokes, everything. What about the creative process? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Pleasure Podcast. Finding your voice. I mean, I can talk like this all day if I wanted to. Won't I? I can. I can. I can. Or I can be. I'm a true fan of audiobooks, and one of my rules is to look for audiobooks where the author also is the narrator, because it's usually the best audiobook. Now, this is not always true, of course, but why it's true, I think, fundamentally, is because they know their voice. They know what they are trying to communicate, and they know when to put the accents, intonation, the timbre, the pitch, high, low, you know, and it's just a joy to listen to. Um, And what really interests me is when it's a novel and the narrator uses her or his own voice for every character in the book. It's amazing what they do with their voice. A woman to masquerade her voice as a man and how she differentiates the males, different males in the novel's voice and vice versa. Men who use their voice to uh, for women, different women in the in the books, in the audio books. But let's say that here, finding your voice is a really fundamental topic, don't you think? I mean, we are social animals, we communicate despite the difficulties in lockdown or in pandemic era, era, but we do communicate um, even more so with our voices. Orally speaking, we do use all different types of platforms to give seminars, 
participate in webinars and so on. But the most fundamental um, nature and quality of the voice that I mean is even more metaphorical. It is actually finding what you want to communicate and how. What is the best way for you in order to, for you to be true to who you are and true to the, your objective? What type of voice would you need to get out, get, to get that message out there? And this is no easy feat. This is not easy to answer. This is difficult. Well, what I have come to understand after many, many moons of using my voice and working with my voice as a tool is that it's very important for you, first of all, to understand yourself, the psychology of what moves you to communicate, and your intention the intention behind why you want to communicate. Are you a fundamentally nervous person? Or are you a person who gives wholeheartedly and truly extends themselves even too much? Are you a nurse? Are you a goddess? Are you a diva? Are you a maiden? Are you a virgin? Or are you a devil? Now, once you understand a little bit more about yourself, what makes you tick, what are your fears, fundamentally, how you act when you look in the mirror and you have to face profound fears that you have, knowing these things help you, first of all, to Find a way to play to your strengths when you're trying to find the message and, more importantly, the voice to express that message. If I'm passionate and I want to be passionate, I can be passionate in my own personal way. If I'm a happy-go-lucky person, is it possible for me as a happy-go-lucky person to be passionate and If it is, how can I do that? Do I do it through pausing? Do I do it by writing black on white, using pen and putting it to paper? And then use notes so I can speak and elaborate and go off script. Am I a person who has difficulty with rules and regulations and just can't cut the mustard when I have a script. I feel blocked in. My hands are tied. I feel like I'm a prisoner. Now, I fall into the latter of these characteristics, these qualities, (laughs) because I'm a person who is a libertarian at heart, and I do probably my best work with just a few notes on a page. Of course, this is one of my fortes. I have written several um, books on note-taking techniques and uh, papers and uh, essays. 
And I know the art of note-taking, and one of uh, the most interesting tools that I've found so far, I've experienced using it, are mind maps, because with pen and paper, you can instinctively map out what your ideas are, and then fill in the blanks, so to speak, afterwards. And you get this spider web-like design in front of you. And it has a motive to its madness. You can read it clockwise. You can read it counterclockwise. You can even create the mind map top-down or bottom-up. It depends on your nature, what you find best. But even if that doesn't work, you might want to create an outline or just simple key words of your message. If you're going to talk about the heart, then you want to write key words that pertain to the heart as an organ, and then key words that can describe the heart as a metaphor, for example, and create an entire speech around what moves you and what your heart means to you and what it could mean to others if your message gets out there properly. So, you see, it's not just about being a writer and writing. It's not just about being a motivational speaker and speaking in front of thousands of people. No, it's about daily communication, the ins and outs of Speaking to your partner when you want to talk about a delicate topic or speaking to a family member when you have to put them on guard and make them understand that there are certain changes that are necessary. uh, I'm laughing to myself as I'm saying this because I remembered a movie that I was watching last night and in the movie there were... um, different women and they discovered this Fifty Shades of Grey book. It was, you know, they were part of a book club and um, one of the women is married and she's the only one who has a live-in partner and he's older than her and they hadn't had sex for six months, she was saying. And one of the um, women suggests to her give him Viagra and he, she gives her friend all of these blue pills she said please do it you'll never regret it never regret it so one evening when they were out for drinks she mashes up the pill puts it in his drink and he had a hard on for hours and hours and hours and they obviously then uh, had difficulty and, and they didn't speak for a while but slowly um and um day in and day out, being next to each other. He warmed up and told her why, what was happening, what brought him to that state. And they got closer, you know. But it was it's so funny because it reminds me she had tried everything, truly. Women had tried everything from the bare truth to, come on, honey, you can tell me. What is it? And she also had tried dressing up as a waitress, a cocktail waitress, one of these French 
waitresses. It was a costume from when she was a waitress, when she had, when she was in her twenties, and nothing worked. Nothing worked at all. And then finally, you know, there was this heart-to-heart moment, and here we are back to talking about the heart. Now, why do I end up speaking about the heart when the title of this episode is Finding Your Voice? Surely you would agree with me that the heart is a an organ that's fundamental in pumping blood through our veins to all parts of the body. It's what keeps us alive. And of course, our mind gives us gives our heart those signals to do that. And in the meantime, in between the heart and the head, we have this huge, well, not in between, a little lower than that, there's this huge organ. It's the largest organ in the human body, really, the diaphragm. And the diaphragm is um, is something that signifies growth, pulsation, sound, It is if you're in the jungle and the diaphragm, it makes it possible for you to woo women and bring men over to your side when you want them just by whispering something in their ear and running off. They'll follow you in a heartbeat. There we are, a heartbeat. Now, There's a way to communicate with your heart and get answers, even in times of need such as this, when you are looking to find your voice. Now I'm going to guide you and have you try something to connect yourself to your heart's voice, your inner voice. Try allowing your awareness to focus on the area of your heart. This is the first signal to your heart that a shift has taken place and you're no longer engaged in the world around you, but rather you're becoming aware of the world inside you, within you. Now begin to breathe a little more slowly than usual. Take about five to six seconds to inhale and use the same pace as you exhale. This is another signal to your body that you're safe and you're in a place that supports you. Now, as best as you can, feel a genuine sense of appreciation, a sense of gratitude, a sense of compassion for anything or anyone. And the key here is that your feeling is heartfelt, literally. The quality of this feeling can advance the connection between your heart and your brain. This connection allows us to access our deep intuition and receive the guidance of our heart's intelligence. As you continue to breathe, and hold the focus in your heart, we can now ask our questions silently and concisely. This is the point at which your intuition awakens and you begin a dialogue. 
And this dialogue is personal, it's, it's intimate. Questions that you can ask might sound something like, that, like this. Please help me understand the significance of so-and-so or something in my life. The answers you receive are your voice. As odd as it may seem, this too is a voice and it is the most faithful voice that you have, the truest voice, your inner voice, your intuitive voice. And it will help you in matters of understanding how to proceed during the day, what to do, decisions to take. Um, it will also give you clues as to how to shape the size of a message, the contours of a message, how to send the message, what means to use, and how to connect with someone. What I've mentioned so far and what we spoke about during this episode is finding your voice. It is linked rather closely to many questions that I receive from clients and um, who come to me for coaching as they ask me to help them connect to their spirit guides because they know that their spirit guides are trying to give them messages. And there are a number of ways we do this, but I'll be saving that for the next episode. So try this connection, the head to the heart connection, and also try delivering your messages in a different way. Remember the keywords of compassion, forgiveness, acknowledgement, thanks, recognition. These are all key concepts that will allow us to set a different tone for our communication with someone else and also for us to get the necessary feedback we need in order for us to adapt our future messages with those around us. Like I said, those are indeed key words, but the underlying motivation to always communicate with someone is indeed pleasure, your desire, your drive, your motivation to extend yourself and communicate with them. And that, if you're moved by pleasure, all the rest is easy. Enjoy yourself with this until our next listening. Bye-bye.